بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين This is our webinar Alhamdulillah being broadcasted from Hamburg, Germany Now it's here 3 a.m. And for you should be uh, again 9 p.m. Inshallah. Of course, yes, the, some people watch from other places. Uh, the wise saying of Amir al-Mu'manin that we are going to discuss today is number 104. Maybe in some Nahjabalaga is a little bit more or less because there are some differences in different editions. But you can easily find, and alhamdulillah, uh, uh, with the help of uh, some brother sister, uh, we have the slides also ready. Uh, I move on to the first slide after Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The narrator who uh, has narrated this beautiful thing from Amir al-Mu'mini is Nauf al-Bakali he says I saw Amir al-Mu'mini alayhi salam I saw him one night they were very uh, fortunate that they could see Imam Amir al-Mu'mini alayhi salam day or night and benefit from his wisdom and indeed his very presence the people who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the people who are enlightened by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, enlightened, they may be speaking or silent. They may be doing something or not, but their very presence is very important. So he had this blessing of being close to Imam, and from what we understand from this hadith, he must be a person that Imam had uh, some respect, special position he had with Imam alayhi salam. So he says, I saw Imam alayhi salam zata layla wa qad kharaja min firashihi. And that was the time that Imam just had got up from his bed. Fannadara fannujum. Imam alayhi salam looked at stars. فَقَالَ لِيَا نَوْفْ أَرَاقِدٌ أَنْتَ أَمْرَامِقٌ Imam alayhi salam asked me, O Nauf, are you sleeping or you are awake? So Imam wanted to see if he is awake. Tell him something. Alhamdulillah, he was awake. I said, yes, Amir al-Mu'mineen, I am awake. And this is a kind of message that we also should try to be awake, not just physically, also spiritually and mentally. Sometimes we miss because we are asleep. And when messages come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Imam or good people, it 
they may go to our ears but we don't understand or sometimes even they don't send the message so luckily fortunately he was awake so he received this message and kept it also for us so that we can also benefit فقال, so when Imam السلام, saw that I am awake and alert he said Ya Nauf Tuba Lizahidina Fid Dunya Arrahibina Fil Akhira O Nauf How fortunate are those people that have no interest in dunya. Zahida fi shay is opposite to raghiba fi shay. Zahida fi something in Arabic means to show no interest, to have no high estimation. And the reason zohd is called zohd is because it means zohd with respect to dunya. If you remember Surah uh, Yusuf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Prophet Yusuf being sold, says, وَكَانُوا فِيهِمِنَ الزَّاهِدِينَ They had no interest in Yusuf salam. They purchased Yusuf with very little money. How can you sell a human being? And then, not a normal even human being, a prophet of Allah, they only asked or were given few dirham silver coin, not even golden coin. So, means they didn't have high estimation, appreciation of that, no, that much interest. In Islamic culture, we have used this term zuhd in order to refer to asceticism, having not that much interest in dunya, not being obsessed with love for dunya, not be uh, taking dunya as our ideal. Yes, as we said in the last webinar, dunya as such has, an, has no problem, has great value. We mean love for dunya in a bad way, in excess. Attachment to dunya, taking dunya as your only ideal. So, Imam explains, inshallah, this. Az-zahideen of dunya The people who are not interested in dunya that much. They have not adopted dunya as their ideal for life. Arraghibin fil akhirah. is quite opposite to zahida fishay. Raghiba fishay means have interest, great interest in something. They are very interested in akhirah. It is true that we should pay attention to both dunya and akhirah. But in the end of the day, 
your ideal must be one priority must be given to one we want akhirah we want also dunya rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana but we don't want them equally akhirah is our eternal ultimate destination that is something that is the direction of our life and even for the sake of our akhirah we want success in dunya we want to be healthy in dunya we want to be strong in dunya we want to be educated in dunya but everything is to serve our relation with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is akhirah relation with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not a worldly thing even when you are alive your relation with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not a worldly thing it is a spiritual thing which is very much related to your situation in akhirah it's not going to expire it's not going to uh, perish anything that you do for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is remaining because it is wajhullah and everything related to wajhullah will remain in any case what is important is that at the same time that we want all the best in dunya for ourselves for our community for our humanity but we are the people of akhirah we are the people of not forgetting even for a day or even for an hour and hopefully inshallah for even a minute our eternal journey and our situation there this during the best direction even with respect to dunya then imam alayhisalam goes on explaining further who are these people what qualities they have what type of vision they have how they look at everything those people that we are praising them in this by saying are the people that they have adopted earth as their comfortable bed you know when you want to sleep of course you need a comfortable place to sleep these are the people that are very much used to simple life they can use earth as a place for sitting and as a place for sleeping اتخذوا الأرض بساطا وترابها فراشا وماءها طيبا they have adopted earth as a besat like a rug like a carpet they have no problem in sitting on the floor and they can sleep easily on the soil you know look at when you go to hajj and to mina or arafat 
how beautiful it is that in Arafat because normally you go the night before you sleep under very simple uh, carpet or I don't know plastic rug or whatever on the floor sometimes even on the soil and you are very happy of course those maybe some people are not very happy if they are not uh, used to these things maybe for them there must be a very special bed and I don't know mattress and blanket everything but Alhamdulillah Mu'mini normally are happy that is the state that we should have with respect to everything in dunya if we have we can use but if we don't have we shouldn't be suffering I have to be able to sleep in all circumstances not that if I change my bed or my pillow or my blanket then I cannot sleep or I have to be able to sleep uh, sorry to sit to eat to drink to meet in different situations not that there must be a very special arrangement for me and if there is no such arrangement I cannot you know function properly Mu'minin that Imam Ali is praising them they are very much looking for simple life you can be very rich you can afford to have the best of food and drink and bed and car but don't lose this quality of simplicity even if you don't practice it all the time because of some other problems some I don't know commitments some of the things that maybe you need for the sake of others observe you know some level of comfort so that your family everyone is happy with or for example you have requirements in the business whatever I'm, I don't want to go to details about that aspect but what I'm saying it at least for you yourself you should not have attachment to those things maybe for some reason you have to have uh, very comfortable I don't know house or car but never go after luxury first second even if it is something which is very good but not luxury try sometimes to live without them so that you don't depend on them try to see are you still able to have very very simple life at least for some days one of the beauties of Hajj and Ziyara and other trips is to see whether we are dependent on our surrounding and the things that we have in our day-to-day -day normal regular life or we can survive without them they can take the bare earth as a place for sitting as a place for sleeping 
and its water as the most pleasant drink. We shouldn't always drink juice or I don't know other types of drink. Water, the best drink is the water itself. And we should be very and more than happy to be able to drink water. Then another thing is They have adopted Quran as their Sha'ar. Sha'ar sometimes is used as motto, as slogan. But initially, to understand better what does Sha'ar means, we have to know that word sha'r sha'r in arabic means hair and sha'r is the dress that you put on your body and is touching your sha'r means your hair you know your underwear dress is sha'r something which is very close to you the very first layer of the dress you know sometimes we have two three four layers of dress that shirt or uh, anything that you put on the first level your for example underwear that is your sha'ar for mu'minin the closest thing is quran al-quran sha'ara and then we have dithar for example, we have Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir. That is the dress that you put on above. So, they are covered with Quran and Dua, prayer. So, Quran is so close to them as if it is touching their skin and hair. And this is maximum closeness that you can describe in dunya. And also Quran is so close to them, it's as if they are surrounded with dua. Then they have abandoned dunya forsaken dunya like Prophet Isa alayhi salam. One of the qualities of Prophet Isa alayhi salam was Zuhd. He had no attachment to dunya at all. Prophet Isa alayhi salam had very simple life. Even he didn't marry of course, marriage is not a sign of being attached to dunya. But not marrying at all, maybe it's a sign of detachment. So we don't want to say people who are married are attached to dunya. No, sometimes indeed it is when you marry that you can detach yourself from dunya. But sometimes some people are so detached that they cannot even marry. Maybe... Uh, one of the daughters of Imam Hussein 
there is you know this story that when uh, Hazrat Qasim asked and proposed marriage with respect to one of the daughters Imam Hussain according to this hadith uh, said that she is uh, something like this she is very much um, in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala she cannot you know perhaps be uh, marrying you so, so Imam suggested the other daughter Sometimes a person might be so much in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that for him or her to find a way to live with others is very difficult. I'm not saying this is what is good or bad or what is best or what is good. Uh, those who are in that high level of love, they should be able also to marry. But sometimes someone is very special, he's so pure, so pious, as if he's not from this dunya. We have also exceptions like this. Or maybe they need to have someone like them to be married. They cannot live uh, with someone who is not at that quality. Lady Ma'asuma Salamullah didn't marry. Some people say maybe because people were worried to marry daughters of Imam Qasim but I don't think that would be the reason because there were many Shia who were ready to die and that was such a great honor to marry a daughter of Imam Qasim someone like Lady Ma'asuma that I don't think someone there was no one to risk his life for that I think the main reason was they didn't have kof. there was no one at that level that could match someone like Lady Masuma Imagine if Lady Fatima was there and Imam Ali was not there. She had no kof. To have a kof is very important, especially for ladies. Sometimes men can marry to people who are not kof. We see Imams sometimes married to the people who didn't have very good akhlaq but for a lady is different because if a lady is married to a person who is not good or doesn't match it's very difficult because they are more kind of vulnerable if after they marry they have to be observing uh, respect and sometimes you know with certain issues obedience to husband and if husband is not very much understanding is not at their level they don't want to disobey with their husband they don't want to fight every day they don't want to disagree but what if your husband doesn't understand and is much lower than you in piety and taqwa and spirituality and other things so that would be very difficult for a lady in any case I'm not saying that marriage is bad. I'm, no, definitely marriage is very good, very important, even for our spiritual progress. But what I'm saying is that someone like Prophet Isa even didn't marry. Someone like Lady Ma'asuma didn't marry. Why? Or Prophet Yahya didn't marry. Why? Maybe because uh, they were very, uh, they were very special. Uh, 
very spiritual, very much detached, and their life also was not too long. So they were like angels in this dunya, and there was no one to match them. So we should use these role models so that we get close to them. We cannot become like them, but at least we can get closer to them. So Imam says, قَرَضُ الدُّنْيَا قَرَضًا عَلَى مِنْ هَاجَ الْمَسِيحِ So they left dunya, they abandoned dunya like Prophet Isa السلام, Isa Masih alayhi salam. Ya Nawf, inna Dawood alayhi salam qama fi misl hadhi al-sa'ah min al-layl. O Nawf, Prophet Dawood alayhi salam, you know, all the prophets are very dear and we love them. And Prophet Dawood was one prophet that was also very uh, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He had beautiful uh, du'as, whispered, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appointed him as Khalifa, Ya Dawood, inna ja'alnaaka khalifatan fil ard, fahkum bayna al-nas bil-haq. So he was a very special man. Imam says that Dawood alayhi salam got up in such a time, مثل هذه الثاعه من الليل, at such an hour, in the night فقال إنها لساعة لا يدعو فيها عبد إلا استجيب له He said this is the hour that no servant of Allah calls him in this hour in this time unless his call is answered after midnight, before dawn, is the blessed and very spiritual time that if you wake up and call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this time, then inshallah you will be given answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Udu'uni astajib lakum. Call me, I will answer. I will answer, as we have explained in some of the lectures, especially in the lectures, five lectures on dua, uh, Ramadan, uh, last year, not this last Ramadan, one year before in London. If you are interested, you can find... Uh, those lectures on dua, we have explained that dua means to call. Da'a, yad'u means to call. Udu'uni, Allah says, call me. Astajib lakum means I answer. So, dua doesn't need necessarily to involve a request. Like, du'ai joshan kabir. You mention 1,000 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is only one request you mention. But dua, most of the dua doesn't involve any request. Just calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This, you also say, khalisna min This is maybe one in 
thousand because each, each uh, article has ten names of Allah and altogether one thousand but you repeat this uh, and it is like one in ten so dua doesn't need to be involving request you say ya Allah that is dua by saying ya Allah you are calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says labbaik here I am you want to be sure that he is with you you know someone sometimes for example we are traveling and it's very dark we want to know whether our co-traveler is with us or not we call him he says I'm here so he's maybe behind or somewhere that I cannot see but he says I am here I am with you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says labbaik and then if you ask him he inshallah will also give you in hadith qurb nawafil at the end allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in da'ani ajabtuhu wa in sa'alani a'taytuhu if he calls me i answer and if he asks me something i will give him so da'ani means to call ajabtuhu means i answer if he asked me for something, I give him. So, Prophet Dawood said, the best time to call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the time that everyone is asleep. The people who call and those who are called people and their masters, their friends, their, I don't know, whoever they are attached to, they are all asleep. Those who are lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala try to be awake. Because this is the time that they can be alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the time to test the degree of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we call him during the day, Salat al-Fajr, Salat al-Zuhr, Salat al-Maghrib al-Isha, there are many other people who call him. And maybe this has become a habit. This has become a social norm. But when everyone is asleep, you wake up and make wuzu. And even if you say two rakah, One of our ulama, the late Ayatollah Qudusi, Rahmatullah alayhi, uh, said to his students in Qom that even if you find it difficult to do Salatul Layl, for a few days just set the alarm before Fajr and wake up. In your bed, try to be awake for a few minutes. Just in your bed, you can say a few salawat, a few tasbih. After a few days, then try to sit for a few minutes. After a few days, go and make wuzu and go and sleep. 
if it is difficult for you to make salat, at least make a wuzu and go and sleep. Then say two rak'ah salat. Then inshallah gradually you can say all the 11 rak'ah without any difficulty. So you have to make a habit, develop a habit. So even if you wake up at that time is very valuable. And say a few zikr. But if you can make wuzu and sit, it's very valuable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, according to a hadith Qudsi, he says, Kadhiba man za'ama annahu yuhibbuni fa'idha jannahu al-layl nama anni. The one who thinks that he is loving me, he is a lover of mine. But when it's night, he sleeps and forgets me. He's a liar. How can you be with your beloved alone and no one is there to disturb, disturb, there is no distraction and instead of talking to your beloved, you go to bed and sleep and your beloved is sitting there waiting for you. كَذِبَ مَنْ زَعَمَ أَنَّهُ يُحِبُّنِي فَإِذَا جَنَّهُ اللَّيْلِ نَامَ عَنِّي This نَامَ عَنِّي is very beautiful. نَامَ means slept. عَنِّي means without paying attention to me. Even when you sleep, inshallah you should sleep with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is also something that, mm, this is kind of my ex my expression. You know, like what, for example, uh, we can sleep forgetfully, but we can sleep with remembrance of Allah. So when we put our head on pillow, we can say zikr, and we can feel as if we have slept next to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is present there and we want to sleep under his attention. As if you are putting your head on his lap. You have to feel so much close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that when you go to sleep, the very last person who is in your mind is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you want to have a little sleep next to him. This makes your sleep even special. And naturally, when you wake up, the very first person that you see is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you just sleep a little to get rest so that when you wake up, you can be able to speak with him with alertness. Imagine, for example, a parent and child who have not seen each other for a long time. So, when the child comes, even if it is late, they cannot go to bed. They keep speaking, talking about different things. Then they become very, very tired. They say, okay, now let's go to bed. But very early morning again, they wake up. After Salat al perhaps they cannot go to bed. Continue talking. 
Mu'minin with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They don't want to stop They talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And when their body becomes tired They have a little rest But not far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And then they wake up and continue May inshallah this be our continuity, uh, continuous connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Prophet Dawood alayhi salam said This is the time that those who stand up and uh, call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who wake up and uh, call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their call is answered unless they are one of these people. Illa, illa an yakuna asharan aw arifan aw shurtiyan أو صاحب عرطبة وهي الطنبور أو صاحب كوبة وهي الطابل He excluded four groups Four groups are not to expect Allah's call or Allah's answer to their call One is those who take عشر الشار are those who collect tax in the past one of the most uh, cruel merciless people were the pe people who used to collect tax the kings the unjust rulers to make their treasure full of money they were doing zulm to people they were asking people to pay too much not just a reasonable tax too much and sometimes the people who were appointed were very merciless and even if they were not merciless gradually they became very merciless so if someone says i don't have money this is the only source of income for me i am ill i am old for them was not making any difference they just want to collect money In Islam, justice is very important. And to do zulm, injustice to people by forcing them to give what they are not supposed to give is great zulm. So such people shouldn't expect call, their call be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. arifan Or those who are people who do bad things and for example those who are um, maybe even uh, awake during the night for doing crimes or for stealing for smuggling for different bad reasons third those who are policemen who work for bad rulers and governments, shortiyan, shorta means police. Sometimes there are people who are not sleeping, they are awake, not for good reasons, but to create security for bad people. An unjust 
king or ruler or head of tribe or whatever. There are people who are awake, but they are using singing, dancing, music in the haram way they do in these things, and they spend lots of hours in the night in uh, some pubs or clubs, uh, and they do haram things. So, it's not that everyone who is awake in that time definitely is a good person or is using his time in the best way. Sometimes they are awake to do zulm. Even in the night they want to collect money and tax and travel for this reason. Or they do crimes or they are trying to frighten people so that they don't disobey unjust king or uh, governments or they are doing haram music singing dancing so these are exceptions otherwise night is such a blessed night blessed time that if you wake up and call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you will be answered of course even if these people really honestly turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and call Allah the chance of being heard in the night is more for them. But it's not guaranteed. They have to give up these bad habits and practices. Okay, I stop here. And just to summarize what we said is that this is a hadith of Amirul Mu'mineen to Nawfal Bakali. Imam in the middle of night uh, got up from his bed and said to Nawf, that those who are able to detach themselves from dunya and have very simple life, these are in a very good position. He mentioned that they are the people for him, for them, the most important thing is Quran, the most important thing is dua, to follow the path of Allah. And then he referred to the example of Prophet Isa salam, and then to the saying of Prophet Dawood about the night being a blessed time that if you call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you will receive answer unless you are one of the four groups of people okay uh, question one if we attach ourselves to Quran and du'as where do the imams fit in imams are teachers of Quran and du'a <coughs> Attaching yourself to Quran <coughs> needs teacher. It's not a matter of carrying Quran or just reciting the Quran. How can you make sure that your life is dedicated to the Quran? <coughs> you need to have proper teachers. So, we follow Imams as teachers of the Quran who not only teach Quran in theory but also in their life so love for for imams and the prophet is love for the teachers and examples and role models that Allah has provided us with in order to follow the Quran the same with dua the best dua that you can have 
is the du'as which are taught by Prophet and Imams. We can call anything, any uh, uh, way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any language, different ways. But how can we find something like du'ai kumail, like du'ai Abu Hamza, like du'ai Aftitah, like munajat khamsat ashar, munajat sha'baniyyah, all these beautiful, profound, deep du'as. And also, we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the channels that he has provided us with. You can call directly, but you can also do tawassul. So, the main thing is to let Allah speak to you through Quran and to speak to Allah through dua. But to make sure that you are doing this properly and in a most efficient way, you should also have the Prophet and Imams, inshallah, on your side. Okay. It seems that there is only one question so far. So, I hope that, inshallah, uh, we would have our next session again uh, from Germany, and inshallah, we would be able to have it on time, inshallah, with your dua. Uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, we had a very successful course in Toronto uh, on the new book based Islamic belief system. It went very well and inshallah we are going to start from today the similar course in Germany. With your du'as inshallah I hope that uh, this course also will go well inshallah. Please remember us in your du'as and remember Imam Zaman Allah Ta'ala Farajahu Sharif in your dua and pray for him, for his health, for his happiness, and inshallah for his faraj. His faraj is our faraj, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and your families and your community and our worldwide community. May Allah protect humanity from the temptations of shaitan and from attachment to dunya. May Allah give shafa to all people who are ill. May Allah give rahmah to all marhumin. May Allah prolong our, the life of our parents, our teachers, our ulama, our marajah. And may Allah make the last moment of our life the best moment of our life. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.